0: Hello everyone, welcome to Oh Wow the Podcast, a weekly recap and analysis of every episode of Skins UK starting from the very beginning. I'm your host Augustine, and today we're covering Season 2, Episode 5, Chris. It's been a very challenging, emotional week for me. A friend of mine passed away very unexpectedly, so I'd like to dedicate this episode in their honor to Mistress Velvet. They were a creative force in this world and so I hope we can all create a lot of art and spread a lot of education and do what we can to help others in a way that honors and serves their memory. Aside from that, there's been a lot of chaos in the news and a lot of turmoil in the world, so if you've been feeling anxious and stressed, I hope you can find some solace and relax a little bit as we get into the escapist fantasy world of Skins. Just going to take a little bit of a break from the state of the world in 2021 and go back to 2008, a simpler time, where we see Chris and Jal getting closer than ever. The episode opens with Chris in the headmistress's office, I guess that's what you would call it. I would say the principal's office, but I think that's like the American way of saying it. So, he finds out he's getting kicked out of school, and for a pretty good reason. There's videos of him pissing on the school, stealing supplies, having sex in the teacher's offices. But this is a big blow for Chris because he's also been living on campus since his home situation totally fell apart in the beginning of season one. So now he's not only kicked out of school, but he's also homeless, and Chris really just has absolutely nothing. So he and Jal are just sitting on this bench outside near some water. It's a very pretty day. It looks pretty relaxing, honestly. He's just depressed and asking Jal for advice, and she's kind of telling him that he needs to take things more seriously and try to get his shit together, and that you do have to play by the rules to get things in life sometimes. And he turns it back on her sort of just in a conversational way and says, well, you say no to everything. You never have fun. You always play by the rules. So maybe you need to start saying yes to more stuff. They make a pact that Jal's going to start saying yes and Chris is going to stop saying fuck it and there's the iconic scene where he has the rolling paper that says fuck it on his forehead and you see that all over Tumblr and Pinterest and whatever. So Chris decides, alright, I'm going to try my best, get my life together, be an adult, here we go. So there's the premise of the episode He goes to the job counselor, this woman named Josie, who is a funny character. Sometimes the Skins tangential characters are just so great and funny. So Josie's a little bit of an oddball, but that's fine. She doesn't allow swearing in her office, and she seems very sweet. She helps Chris with finding jobs, but he keeps getting fired, and one of them he's canvassing to save children from abuse. And he's giving out free porn to people to try to get them to come over and donate, which I just found really funny. We see that Chris's quest for adulthood is off to a rocky start, to say the least. So he turns to what he knows, which is selling drugs, and we cut to a club where he's surrounded by a bunch of emo kids. Very nostalgic, fallout boy outfit kind of vibes. I loved it. And he's just selling these people some drugs. Everyone else is at the club too. Sid and Michelle are there. Tony's there. We see Anwar dressing scarily like Maxie, and he has the same haircut as Maxie now, and it's getting a little bit creepy, so we'll see how that progresses through the episode. There's another pretty terrible ska band playing. There's something specifically terrible about Early 2000s British TV ska songs. It just makes me cringe, but they really capture the feeling of your local band playing at some like really small gig that they're probably just getting like a free beer to play. Definitely captures that essence really well in the show. Jal is getting into the saying yes vibe, so she's like having a drink and she's up on stage having fun, kissing the band getting a little silly, and she's up in the air, on stage, and she sees Cassie's there. So, welcome back, Cassie. Hope everything's been good. I do have to give her the Bristol's best for this episode, only based on the fact that no one has any good outfits in this episode. I'm sorry, but everyone is looking really busted at this point of the season, which I don't blame them for. They've been through a lot. It's a very haggard episode, Mostly Chris is wearing like random stained rags for clothes. Cassie looks like she dressed up for this club pretty nicely. She has this really pretty glittery eye makeup, which is mostly what's making her win the award, Is I just love the glitter around her eyes. It's giving very Euphoria vibes, although I can't watch Euphoria because I'll be the annoying person who just compares it to Skins the whole time, so I'm gonna have to wait to watch Euphoria, but I know they have a lot of glittery eye looks, so Skins was ahead of their time with that, and also I love her crimped hair in this episode. I know it's supposed to be like mental breakdown chaos hair, but I live for that hairstyle, so Cassie wins by default just because it's the only thing that stood out to me this episode. Right off the bat, Cassie is in front of everybody, and they're asking how she's been, and she says, oh, how long have you and Michelle been together, said? Everybody's standing there, and she's like, You guys didn't know? Lovely Sid and lovely Michelle are fucking. So she just outs that in front of everybody because they didn't know that Sid and Michelle have been hooking up. And Tony's right there. He didn't know. So this is definitely a turning point. I feel like Sid and Michelle. Obviously, their current relationship is just out of desperation and sadness and being at rock bottom, both of them. But I feel like a big factor that fuels their little fling is the secrecy of it all and the shame that they feel that sort of propels it into continuing. And now that Cassie has exposed what's going on to everybody... I feel like all of the secrecy that's fueling it is going to sort of die out, so we'll have to see what happens there. At the end of the night, Chris and Jell are outside sitting on this bench, and she's kind of pissed at him because selling drugs is not the same as getting your shit together, and she feels like he's cheating the pact that they've made, and that it's hypocritical for her to be holding up her end of the pact if he's not really going to do anything, so they're getting into it a little bit. And he kisses her and that's when everything blossoms in their romance, I guess. I think that Chris and Jal are cute and their relationship is one of the most important in this series by far, but it is hard to get excited because even if you don't know what happens, there's only five more episodes left or something like that in the season, so you know it's gonna be short-lived. It's not one of the long-running relationships that we've known since day one. Unfortunately, the time comes where Chris is evicted from where he's living. So now basically everybody's homeless. Also Cassie's homeless because she came back from Scotland to stay with Sid, in theory. I think her family's in Scotland, so now that everything with Sid and Michelle is happening and she's not staying with him, she kind of has nowhere to go. So Cassie and Chris are kind of in the same boat of just floating around looking for a place to stay. Fortunately, Chris gets a little bit of a break and he gets a pretty decent job at a real estate agency. And in the interview, we just see what a wonderful personality Chris has and how he is just one of those people who's so charming that it will just get them through life no matter what. He's sort of the opposite of Tony, where Tony doesn't really have a great personality. He's kind of a dick to everybody, so he relies on material possessions and bribing people and manipulating people. But Chris is just so sweet and pure that you can't help but just want to give him things. He's totally one of those people. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. He gets the job on the spot, and we meet John, the awful co-worker who's super obnoxious and looks a lot like Malcolm, Michelle's old stepdad from season one. The actors look eerily similar to me. Chris has to show this tiny, cramped, awful apartment as his first unit, and it's reminding me of all the apartments on the East Coast I'm looking at as I'm moving in the next few weeks and browsing apartments. This is basically all the New York apartments that I've seen so far just neighbors and sirens and no living space at all. So it turns out to be a better idea for Chris to just stay in the apartment because no one's gonna fucking rent this place and he needs a place to live anyway. So Jal's actually pretty proud of him for getting a job and finding a place to live. She supports him and they start hooking up and then Cassie shows up and and Cassie's very obviously unwell. She just looks really sick and pale and wide-eyed more so than usual. You can tell that she's very mentally unwell at this time and also has nowhere to stay so she kind of just is like, hey I'm staying with you guys and what are they gonna say? They can't really turn her away. So now it's the three of them in this tiny little cramped apartment There's the scene that's going viral on TikTok right now. I find it so funny that this audio of all things is going viral, and it's where Cassie says have you ever been in love? And Jell says, I don't think so. And Cassie says, do you want me to describe it to you? And people make so many memes out of it that now I can't even take it seriously because it's been memed to death. Of all the random lines, I mean, before it was a viral meme audio, I never really thought much of these lines. I guess I thought they were fine, but it's just so funny. Anyway, Cassie tells Jell that love feels like when she was in the back of the ambulance and you're just terrified and upset. So that's great. What a beautiful view of love. But Chris does this really sweet thing where he's like, hey, let's climb inside the duvet cover. So he and Jell get inside and he's just telling her stories about his childhood and Jal's really supportive and wonderful and they really complement each other so beautifully the way that they build each other up and try to help each other even though it is kind of like Jal is helping him so much more than he's helping her I don't know maybe he brings that element of excitement to her life but It is a little bit one-sided right away. That's just my perspective. Maybe you guys disagree. I think they complement each other really, really beautifully, but that also there are some dynamics that could become problems, and I have to point them out just like I do with every other relationship on the show. So that's just my two cents. I obviously love hearing your guys' opinions and your feedback, so feel free to write in with your thoughts. After their conversation in the Duvet cover where Jal tells Chris to try to sell the homes like he wants to sell the dreams that he has of a better life, and it works really well, he starts selling a lot of houses and he's doing really well at his job. He gives Josie a helmet that I just think is like a funny little detail of the episode. I was giggling at that. And Angie shows up at his office. My favorite character, sarcasm. She looks like Katy Perry with the haircut that she has and her eyes. She really reminds me of Katy Perry in this. Cassie goes to Josie's office to try to get a job in a place of her own, and she just ends up overhearing Chris on the phone with Josie talking about Angie being back and how he has a massive boner for her, which... gross. And Cassie's so jaded and so cynical about relationships at this point. I think she's just totally projecting what happened with her and Sid and Michelle onto everyone else. And this brings up the discourse about Cassie at this point where a lot of people say, oh, she's just a terrible person. She's just manipulative. I can't defend what she's doing right now because she is just hurting people, but she's so hurt and Sometimes when you feel that cynical about love and relationships, you do just want to tell people like, hey, your relationship sucks too, don't go around thinking you're so much better than everyone else, or don't get your hopes up, and I mean, I would be lying if I said I'm not kind of in that place right now, like, I'm not gonna go around tearing down people's relationships, but it's kind of hard when you feel so cynical about love to not express that to the people around you too. I don't know. I think it's a negative thing to do, but I don't know if it's as intentionally manipulative and terrible as some people say it is. But Cassie does tell Jal that Angie's back and that Chris wants to be with Angie and that he's talking about Angie. And I mean, she's not wrong. Like, she's not really doing anything wrong. And honestly, I would want my friends to tell me if that was happening, because it is true that Chris is still interested in Angie and talking about her. So although just to be clear, he is still a victim of a predator. So how much of his attachment to Angie is based in the horribly imbalanced and fucked up way that she took advantage of him? I don't know, so I'm not really gonna blame Chris 100%. The whole situation's just really fucked up with him and Angie. But then Cassie sets up a housewarming party without Chris or Jal's permission, so that's bad, and invites everybody... But we have to have a setup for everyone to get together again. So the housewarming party is the scene where that's all going to happen. Everybody's there. Anwar straight up has platinum blonde hair like Maxi now. And they finally realize what Sketch is doing to make Anwar look like Maxie. So Anwar finally dumps Sketch. Oh my god, bye Sketch. <laughs> it's been a long time coming for that to finally end. There is a lot of shit that goes down at this housewarming party. Cassie's just like doing tons of drugs, hooking up with random people. Angie shows up at the house. I'm trying really hard not to scream right now. Angie shows up, Angie shows up. Why does she keep coming to teenagers house parties? Like go home, Angie. She and fucking Mr. Shu from Glee would be the perfect match, oh my God. Anyway, she shows up, and she and Chris go in the bathroom, and they're having, like, the worst sex, and it's just so awkward. They really do a good job by not playing any music, and it's just, like, the grunting and gross noises. Angie's trash, and Jal comes to the party to basically tell Chris, hey, I forgive you for your issues with angie like it's all good i know you would never cheat on me like that and uh turns out that he had just had his dick and angie five seconds previous and jal figures that out pretty quickly so his relationship with jal is trashed and then he gets fired because john comes into the apartment and is like Okay, there's a million people here, so Chris gets fired, he's lost his relationship, he's lost his job, and obviously he's not allowed to live in the apartment anymore, so he's also lost his home. So Chris is back to square one, sitting out on the couch in front of the building with Cassie just passing a spliff back and forth. Fortunately, he's able to turn to our newly enlightened king, Tony, for some valuable life lessons. Tony is at swim lessons with a bunch of kids because he's still in physical therapy after the accident, learning how to do basic things again, and disclaimer that this is sort of the intro into the next episode, Tony's going through a lot, and it'll be a fun next week, uh, hopefully having a guest on that I'll be able to talk about that episode with, but Yeah, he gives Chris some advice, and there's a little bit of a cutscene to Jal taking a pregnancy test, and then we just go back, and Chris is like, what do I do? I've lost everything, and we see that Tony's kind of getting his personality back because he's a little bit sassy and snarky with Chris. He says, try getting hit by a bus, that'll put a damper on your day, but he's pretty supportive to Chris and gives some good advice, which is... If you lose everything, just get it back and don't stop until you have everything back. And I've taken that advice to heart, honestly, since I first watched the show. If you lose everything, just fight and fight to get it back. And I think that's good advice. It's inspiring. So Chris seems to take that to heart as well. And he's determined to get back Jal... Get back on his feet, a place to live, a job, and keep going in figuring out his life. We now know that Jal is pregnant, that the test was positive, but she hasn't told Chris yet. Chris is staying at Angie's eye roll. I'm eye rolling into another dimension right now, but. He's staying at her empty apartment for now, and Jal comes by, and Chris is explaining to Jal basically what Tony told him, and how he's gonna work to get everything back, and they get into another fight, because Jal's basically like, you think you're the victim here, you think that you're the only person that's been abandoned and wronged in life, you think you're the only one who's been through pain, and now you can just do whatever you want and play the victim, and... Chris has to really tell her, I'm not gonna fuck this up. I'll do anything to be with you. And she forgives him, but she still doesn't tell him that she's pregnant. The episode ends with them getting back together. So what a fucking roller coaster! considering they had their first kiss at the beginning of the episode, and by the end of the episode, she's pregnant. They've already broken up and gotten back together like multiple times. It's a real head fuck of an episode, and there's just so much brewing with Tony and Cassie and Michelle and Sid still that's definitely bubbling quietly under the surface as everything happens with Chris and Jal. So that's how it ends. Next week, like I just said, we're getting into Tony's world and his mind and getting pretty deep. So that'll be fun. And I really just wanted to say again to everyone who listens, thank you so much. Any positive feedback is really, really valued and taken to heart. And I'm so grateful for all of you out there it really means the world to me that you're listening and enjoying and writing in and we're having these fun conversations like this is such a fun hobby for me and it really is just my escape from work and life and stress and everything so I just want this to be like a fun place for everybody to come and it's really turning into that so far so thank you guys so much I hope you have a beautiful week. Stay safe, take care of yourself, and I will see you next Friday. And you can follow the Instagram at Oh Wow the Podcast, and I always post on YouTube and Reddit as well, so you can go chit chat with me there if you'd like. Have a great week, everybody. See you next week. Alright, thanks, bye.